Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to VidFriends Podcast, Living Life in Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. I want to wish everyone a happy new year. Welcome to 2021. We're going to make this an awesome year. VidFriends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For information about VidFriends, vitiligo, support groups, ways you can support our cause, and ways you can donate, visit us at www.vitfriends.org. For questions or comments, you can email us at support at vitfriends.org. On today's show, I would like to welcome Maria Cruz. Welcome, Maria. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the show. So, Maria, before we get started with our conversation, I want you to welcome yourself, uh, introduce yourself to our listeners, tell us where you're from, and maybe what do you do for a living, and then we'll dive into our conversation. Okay. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here with you today. As you said, my name is Mireya. I'm from Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto Rico is a little island in the Caribbean Sea. My first language is Spanish, so I will do my best so you can understand me. Um, I am a medical technologist, and I work as a supervisor in the research laboratory at Ponce Research Institute in the south part of the island. And I am a mom of a 14-year-old, and I'm very proud of that. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, and I'm glad you took the time to um, be here to share with us. But let's start. Um, You are a member of our vitiligo community. So my question to start off our conversation is, when did your vitiligo start? Yeah, I was first diagnosed with vitiligo nine years ago. I realized it for the first time when I got home after a beach day. And I saw spots on my face and my upper back. So I started wondering about what it can be. At the beginning, I thought that it would be like some fungal infection in the skin, like university color or something like that. But then I realized that it's not that, that it will be like something else. So I decided to visit the dermatologist, and he diagnosed me with vitiligo. Right. And, and I think for a lot of us, that's how it starts. Uh, my start, my vitiligo started on my hand, and I, I ignored it because I just thought it was a, a spot, you know, from a scab. But when it started spreading, I had the same reaction. I want to know what this is. Um, so with having vitiligo, um, as it started to spread and be no, more noticeable to others, how did it affect um, your interactions with your social circles, like your, your close friends and your family? Yeah, I have to say that at the beginning, it wasn't easy at all. I felt very sad uh, because I started wondering if it would be spreading life faster to other parts of my body. I have to say that I don't like what I see in the mirror. And it it quickly started spreading all over my face. And yes, I started getting worried about my family and friends how they will react about it. And my biggest concern was my son, you know, about his feelings, because by the time I was, that, that I was diagnosed, he was starting at kindergarten. 
So I was very concerned about the comments he might get from other kids regarding my condition and how he would react about it. And so I explained to him, you know, in very basic way so he can understand me. And thanks to God, it turned out to be way better than if that I am expecting it to be. Right. For example, if, uh, if I go to, I went to his school and he noticed that a kid starts staring at me, he said like, hey, my mom has vitiligo, it's not contagious, he, um, she doesn't feel any pain. Uh, you want right. to touch her, you know, and surprisingly for me, the reaction of other kids are, were always a good one, you know. So they start like uh, smiling at me and they were very welcoming with me uh, every time. Obviously, uh, by the time that, that I was diagnosed, I was already married. So uh, with my husband, he, it was like a new thing for him too. So at the beginning, uh, I have to explain him uh, right. what it is. And with me, he doesn't change at all. Like he continued to be like very nice with me. He was very proud of me every time and he supports me in a better way. But uh, the struggle uh, was dealing with people staring at me because uh, my husband, my friends, they want like to overprotect me about other people, with other people making me feel bad because they were staring at me or something like that. So, you know, they struggled a little at the beginning, but I told them like, hey, you don't have to worry. You have to like uh, go with the flow. And, you know, uh, I, I, I always said that my biggest tool uh, to defend myself is my smile. Like I used to smile at people and, right. you know, as soon as I make eye contact with them, they, you know, they, they stop staring at me like in a bad way. And right. yeah, they support me in a better way. Good, good. Um, and I was thinking about that. You talked about your thoughts with vitiligo and with our community, you know, it's different for, for every person. Um, and for our listeners, just, just to know, vitiligo is different for everyone. It is not always on the face. It's not always on the arms, not always on the hand. It can be all over. It can be different spots. You can lose all your pigmentation. So vitiligo is so different, and everybody processes the changes that we, you know, deal with differently. Um, and I've had some of the same thoughts, like looking in the mirror. I'm like, wow, I'm ugly, and I really thought that. And no matter what other people can say, you can't change that mindset until you're ready to change it. Um, and it and it is a challenge uh, for a lot of the – I can't say a lot. I'll say some of the people in our community because we have some that their self-esteem is so high that I don't care what you say to them. I don't care what you think about them. They love themselves. They see themselves as beautiful, and that's awesome. But we also got to remember there are people that are not quite there yet. And it takes time. It takes a process. Um, now, yeah, I want I, to talk a little bit more. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I, I want to say that at the beginning, I thought that I would be needing to use like makeup like daily, like always to cover my vitiligo. Right. But then I, I realized that, no, it doesn't work like that, at least for me. Uh, I just use makeup whenever I want to, whenever I feel to do it. 
not to please anyone. Uh, at the, and I think that that lesson I learned it from my kids because one day in a way to a basketball game, I told him, hey, you know what, Carlitos, uh, today I don't feel to wear makeup uh, to your game and he's, because I feel like with allergy and stuff like that. And he said, like, no, mom, <laughs> like, be yourself. And, you know, I learned that from my kid, like, yes, it's true. I need, I need to be, like, myself, you know, like, right. yes, I can use makeup for a special activity, but it is because I want to, when I still do, not to please anyone, just, like, when right. I want to do it. And I'm going to add to that. I'm going to just um, bring up kids because kids have a magical way of making us as adults feel better about ourselves that, we as adults don't know how to do, you know, I, I think sometimes as adults, we don't, we're not always honest with our friends, you know, uh, we're not always honest with ourselves, but I think kids bring that honesty, you know, which sometimes can be very good. Sometimes it can be bad. Um, I've spoken to another member before and he mentioned that uh, a child referenced him as a monster but I can't always fault the kids. I fault the parents because as parents, we have to educate our kids. We have to teach them. Now, being on the island and, you know, moving about your normal day, uh, typically what is that interaction like? I know you mentioned, you know, when you see somebody staring at you, you know, you smile at them. But do you get kids or people asking about vitiligo? Yeah, of course. As part of my work, I have to do like a lot of uh, outreach scientific activities in which I have to go to school. So I am in a lot right. of contact with kids. And I talk uh, to them about to, how to apply scientific thinking during daily activities so, so they can have healthier choices. So every time that I have to go to a school, obviously I will get questions about my condition from kids. But I have no problem answering to them. I am very open to answering questions to those children. You know, children are very curious. They always will be asking, and there is no problem in doing that. So I try to explain them in a way that they can understand. I just said, like, oh, you know that when you have, like, a viral or, or a bacterial infection, your body tries to protect you against the whatever is strange for your body. So in my case, sometimes my body got like a little confused and the body decides to attack my own cells, in this case, my skin cells. And they got it and they just smile and they, you know, and they ask, oh, is that is contagious? I said, no. Does it hurt? I say, no. I have to say that I got one cute experience in one basketball game in which a five-year-old boy uh, he just came to me, he reached to me, and he said, hey, what do you have? And I said, well, I have, a, it is called vitiligo. And he said, can I touch you? And I said, yeah, of course you can touch me. I, you can imagine that his parents were like, you know, suffering, looking at me like, oh, my God, they feel very embarrassed right. about it. But I, you know, just let them know that everything is okay. And just after that, the kid said, can you buy me an ice cream? And I said, yes, of course, <laughs> I will buy you an ice cream, you know. Like, you know, uh, I have no problem explaining to, to children, even to all of right. uh, There is no problem if people uh, just come to me and they ask me in the mall or <laughs> in whatever place I am. Right. 
they used to to us obviously we also have a difficult experience I, if i have to mention one uh, i can mention when one time uh, my i have a, a medical emergency with my kid so i brought him to the pediatrician and as soon as i entered to the office it was full of people and just entering a guy just said like hey do you get burned like in front of everybody uh, like everybody started looking right. at me and i just said like you know I, I i was very worried about my kid and i just said yes i got burned like yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just like <laughs> because i don't want to be explaining but that time whatever is happening to me but uh, afterwards i went and talked to him and explaining about my condition but yeah we're human beings not always we are you know like in a better mood to explain everything but i do my best right. i try my best i i've had some um experience where my my i guess my response wasn't the greatest um one wasn't bad it was uh i was helping a member at church and we were out painting and doing other stuff and and I walked in, uh, his wife was making lunch for us, and she was like, oh, let me get the towel so you can wipe the paint off your hands. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not paint. <laughs> that's not going anywhere. She said, what? I said, you've known me all these years, and you never noticed I had vitiligo. And, you know, she felt bad, but that part didn't bother me. But I'm like, no, it's not paint. Um, but, you know, people will sometimes, you know, they, they make comments and not realize, I guess, what what reaction they're going to get from us? But I had a I work with kids, so I had a little girl in my um, camp one year, and she said to me, she kept looking at me. Then she walked up. She said, "You know, I don't like your skin." <laughs> and I said, "Okay, what what do I say?" But my first reaction, I said, "It is not for you to like; it's me for it's for me to love." You know, and I was like, "Oh, should I said that?" But that was my reaction. And I could not get that little girl to leave me alone. Once I said that, she followed me. She touched my skin. She pinched my skin. Can I see your skin again? And I'm like, leave me alone. But, you know, I think with kids, once you explain, you get that, oh, it's cool. But I think as adults, we're more fearful and cautious because we don't know or we don't want to offend. But I have a question for you. We're going to move the conversation forward. Um, What treatments did you seek? when your vitiligo started? Yeah. At the beginning, I started with topical medication. Uh, I have to say that, yeah, I became very allergic to to that kind of uh, uh, cream. So right. afterward, I uh, even traveled to Cuba, by the way. Uh, my father encouraged me to do that. He wants to try and I will be honest, and uh, I wasn't very optimistic about it, but I just want to, you know, please him. And, well, I went with him. Uh, I love Cuba, you know, their people. Uh, I have, like, an awesome time over there. But, uh, sadly, their treatment uh, doesn't work for me neither. So the last thing that I tried was the UV. Uh, it started right. working, like, a leader. Uh, on my skin, but I get a little burn, and you know right. you have to go like every other day to take that treatment in the middle of work. So sometimes it's a, a little bit complicated. But okay. those are the, the three treatments that I have done. Okay. Um, the only thing I tried, 
I didn't try any of the UV. I, I did try the cream, and to me, it wasn't doing anything. Um, and I know I've talked to other members that have tried other treatments, and, and I guess this is what we need to let our listeners know. You know, you can try treatments for your condition, but there's no cure. So some of the treatments may bring back your pigmentation, but then for some people they said after they after some time it repigmented faster and you know and so it's different for every person and I know there's some members that have lost all their pigmentation and and what's weird on my left my left arm I have repigmented in certain areas and I'm looking like wow where did the spot go but on my right arm I have more spots now and I'm thinking okay vitiligo is so strange so weird and. And I guess I'm going to bring it to our next point, the stress from the pandemic. Um, for me, and yeah, I'm going to throw I, it to you in just a second. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just want to add that, if, for example, I recently saw in the BitTrans page that there will be like a, a open meeting from the FDA mm-hmm. for vitiligo patients. So it's free right. and it's open and it's very good if we can encourage our community to participate in those those right. kind of meetings because from that we can have better treatment or better ways to to you know to cope with this uh, condition and in that way right. our condition cannot be seen anymore as a aesthetic condition so it's a clinical condition right. that affects uh, a lot of part in, in our uh, physiology, right? So for me, that is very important. And being in the scientific community, you know, as part of my work, uh, I uh, would like the people to encourage and support scientific uh, persons that work with vitiligo, trying to look for treatment and cure. I know that it is that not all the people uh, are willing to receive treatment. You know, right. that's your option. But it's good that you have at least an option, an option for the people that is willing to receive any treatment. So, yeah. And I sat on a conference yesterday, and that was one of the uh, topics that came up was about the FDA study. So, the information is circling, circulating through our community. So, yes, if you'd like to get involved, um, you can reach out to vetfriends.org. Um, and you can go to um, support at vetfriends.org to ask questions uh, about the study. And we hopefully put you in the right direction. And there's also the Global Vitiligo Foundation where you can get more information about vitiligo and some updates, treatments, and different things that are out there. But how has this pandemic, has it, has it impacted your vitiligo at all? Has it changed it at all? Yeah. <laughs> I think that we are all getting impacted in some way from this pandemic. Uh, uh, the stress levels that we are uh, confronting right. are very high. Uh, yes, I felt more anxious. I noticed that my patches like, are getting bigger or are getting more patches. Right. Uh, you know that we have an autoimmune uh, condition and everything that can affect our our immune system, in this case stress, uh, you know, we, we will see the, the consequence afterwards. Absolutely. And, you know, I saw one doctor and we were talking about vitiligo, you know, and he gave me some options, but he said, um, how well do you handle your stress? 
I said, well, and at, and at that time I was very stressed. I was going through a lot. And I said, right now, not very well. He said, well, that could be a part of why it's spreading. He said, you know, I, and I, he said, I know I'm, I'm telling you something that's hard to do for some people, but manage your stress level. Try not to let things bother you, you know, try to keep it under control. And I said, yes, I know, but I'm, I'm better at handling my stress, um, just to be honest. But I still feel like for 2020, uh, my stress level was, extremely high and that's why I try to do walking and writing and all these things just to help me relax. Yeah, completely agree. No matter if you have vitiligo or not, we are all right. being exposed to a high level of stress and we all need to be doing activities to uh, help us to have like a better, you know, a state of mind like wellness, mindfulness activities so we can feel better and we can cope better with that kind of a stress that we are experiencing right now. Absolutely. So, Maria, what I'm going to do right now, we're going to take a brief break uh, from our conversation, have a few announcements, and then we will come back to the conversation. So for announcements, um, those of you who are listening, if you have a business and you would like to support our podcast, we are now an hour long, and it is a paid um part of the blogtalkradio.com uh, um, system here, you can visit us at support at vitfriends.org, send us an email to find out how you can get involved or how you can have your business um, uh, announced or how you can support us in that way. Also, our podcast, or any past podcast that we have, is uploaded here on blogtalkradio.com so you can listen to all of our podcasts ever posted. And also, we have our podcast on Spotify now, thanks to Kristen, one of our medical students. She has all of our past podcasts, including the one Valerie and I did in December. So this one should be up shortly after we finish airing today. And I'd like to thank, once again, thank Kristen for that. As for events, we have a virtual storytelling event this Friday, January 15th at 6 o'clock. Um, if you don't know, for our community, we do storytelling events where we can get uh, vitiligo members across the nation together. We can share stories. It's a fun time. If you can get involved, please do so. This storytelling event is 2020, a year in review, not the bad part. We are going to talk about your favorite food. You know, what was your favorite outfit to wear during the pandemic? Um, what Netflix show did you binge watch over and over again? And we're going to share that favorite music, just all the favorites, and really talk to each other, get to know each other, because we have to socially distance away from our community, and we're trying to bring everybody back together. So that is this Friday, January 15th at 6. You can join us on Zoom. The registration is on the Vit Friends page, or you can watch it on Facebook Live. I would like for some people to be in Zoom so we can all have this conversation. January 24th is my next podcast with Joshua Hampton. There will be a time change. It will air at 5 o'clock instead of 2 o'clock. Um, he cannot make it at 2, so I said I will uh, flex out and accommodate his schedule. So we will have it January 24th at 5, and you'll have the flyer soon. February, Black History Month and a Month of Love. February 12th will be our next virtual storytelling event. It is a Valentine's Day event called Vitiligo Lovers Rock. That will be at 6 o'clock p.m. via Zoom. We don't have the registration up yet, but you'll hear stories from 
couples within the vitiligo community. They will share, you know, ways that you can sustain a relationship, um, sustain the marriage, be married for a long time. They'll share stories about how they met and give some encouragement to our single folks or those who are looking or those who are just starting out in relationships and just have a good time of showing love and spreading love throughout our community. Then on February 14th, we have a Poetic Lover's Day Out podcast, which will be at 2 o'clock, and it will feature poetry from myself. I like to write poems and short stories, so you hear my poetry, and Kim Yetta Max. So we'll join in together. She'll share, I'll share, we'll discuss and talk. And then on February 24th, I have a podcast with Ben Brown. He will be here at 2 o'clock. And that's it for my announcements, but I do have some special, special, special shout-outs. Happy birthday to my father. Today he turns 81, so woo Happy birthday, Pops. And also, we have another special birthday. My guest, Maria, your birthday is tomorrow, so happy birthday to you. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so, <laughs> so much. Yay. You're welcome. You're welcome. Before we get back to our conversation, any of our listeners would like to call in, our call-in number is 516-666-9973. I would just ask you to be patient. We will get to you as soon as we can, but we would like to hear from you, at least just to drop in and say, hey, my name is such and such from wherever. I listen to the show. Thank you or hello or whatever you want to say. But that number again is 516-666-9973. And now we're going to get back to our conversation. So um, let's talk about a few things, your professional life. Uh, I know you work with students. So share, and and I know we've talked about it before, uh, but share some of your interactions with your students in vitiligo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, As I told you, I work in a research laboratory, so I have to interact with a lot of graduate students and medical students every day. So I think that being in that kind of environment, it helped me a lot because we are very exposed to scientific articles about, you know, all the conditions. In my case, we study endometriosis and how the stress affects that condition. So it it helped me to also look into articles about the condition that affect me, in this case, vitiligo. And yes, uh, those students were very supporting with me. You know, I love them so much. I learned a lot from them. They have helped me during this journey, like through the years. I've been working there for the past 19 years as a supervisor. So you can imagine how how much students I have been in contact with. Uh, yeah, they, they are awesome, uh, awesome helping me dealing with you know, vitiligo, for example, if I have to go out with them to have lunch, uh, sometimes, yes, they notice and they feel at the beginning like, hey, why they are looking at us, like, and I told them, hey, you know, just, you know, chill out and, you know, right. with the flow and they hug me, they kiss me, like, just to make me feel better and get the people aware that, yeah, she has vitiligo and <laughs> there's nothing bad. And Maria, guess you know? what? I think you're going to be even happier because I think we have a guest on the line. Give me just a second. Oh, okay. Welcome, guest. Please introduce yourself and tell us where you're from. Hello. Uh, My name is Hello, welcome. How are you? I was one of the students in Mira Mira Just Lab, so. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. 
Hey. Come on in. You want to talk to her real quick? <laughs> Yay. Hi, nice to hear you. <laughs> Hi, Xiomara. Xiomara was my student, like, from, I don't know, how many years, Xiomara? <laughs> five years, six it years. Was, it was five to six years. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, and right well, now. Well, thank you for calling in. We right appreciate it. Wow. Yeah, my name is Yamara. I'm from, I live in Michigan right now. Um, I okay. finished my studies there in like, in where Miraja works and I moved here to Michigan. But awesome. yeah, I wanted awesome. to contribute to the conversation about like, uh, when I started, I think it was when like her Billy LIGO was starting to, yeah. um, and has been, it's, it's very interesting how the interaction with people and how they are, they notice uh, as Latino culture, they're very in your face and they do not like have any shame of like looking at you. And I was like, well, they notice that about the condition, but they do not know about it. Um, right. And yeah, it's very interesting about that. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. I greatly appreciate you calling in. Um, so for all of our listeners out there, you are welcome to call in. We'll talk to you. You can chime in. And, Shamar, we thank you, and yep. have a wonderful day. Thank you very much for doing this podcast and for uh, like at least educating the community about this condition and how important it thank is. Thank you. Okay, bye. Uh, boy, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, let's see. So going back, so you had a student call in, which is awesome, and um, I'm glad she called yeah. in. It's always good to have, you know, friends and family know that they're listening to you. So anything else you want to share about yeah. your students? No, that I just love them. I, I just love them. And it's more, uh, he, he used to, they used to say, like, I am an inspiration for them, but the honest is, you know, honestly, they, they are inspiration for me. Right. Now, there was one thing they did very special for you during World Vitiligo Day. Can you share that? Excuse me? They did something special for you in your lab um, for World Vitiligo Day. I'm not sure if it was this past year. Yes, yes. Um, They, all of them were like purple uh, lab coats and they made a lot of, you know, hard copies of World Beauty Like Day and they took pictures with me. They and that girl that just called in, Xiomara, uh, she helped me a lot in a conference that I offered at the City Hall. Uh, I offered that conference because uh, a coworker just asked me if I can uh, meet her niece, which is old years old by that time, she was old years old by that time, and she started developing vitiligo, and that girl was growing a lot in in the school because you know uh, other kids do not understand very well her condition, so she right. wanted to talk with her and and do a conference with her, and yes, I did, and I talked with the girl. She just uh, wants to enforce in her needs that no matter that you have a condition, you can have a profession, you can go to college, you can uh, have a boyfriend, you can get married, you can have children, that you can have a normal life as everyone else, that, you know, that it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want to do in your life. So, yes, I went with her. 
I offered a conference about vitiligo. I helped her. And that girl ended up being an inspiration for me because afterwards she uh, went and visited a lot of uh, schools in in the south part of the island talking about vitiligo. She went and offered interviews in the TV, in the radio talks. She appears uh, in the newspaper. So, yes, I feel very proud uh, uh, about her. So, yes, all my students always, every time that I have an activity, they support me. Xiomara even did like vitiligo cupcakes with all the spots in the world. <laughs> so, yes, I I appreciate awesome. that support from them. Awesome, awesome. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit. Um, this is Living Life and Love with Vitiligo. Uh, and I do want to talk a little bit about um, having vitiligo, and I know you, you mentioned, you know, being married and how your husband reacted to other people with, you know, seeing your vitiligo and how it offended him. Um, but what did it change your your view on relationships at any point um, having the condition? Yeah, at the beginning, I think that obviously I get worried about uh, he will feel very bad, maybe he don't he will not like me anymore because of that. Uh, but honestly, he didn't change at all with me. Obviously, right. we have to cope with people. Uh, at the beginning, he gets very mad when people start looking at me in different places. But then he learns uh, how to cope with that because at the beginning, uh, he can even say a comment back to the person, like, you know, to stop looking or whatever. But I told him, like, you know what, it doesn't make me feel any better you doing that. You know, like, right. I don't need you to overprotect me. Uh, people will stare at me. That's normal because it's not, it is not something that they see every day, you know. So we need to, to understand that. But he didn't change uh, in terms of being nice with me or caring about me. He always said, like, for him, like, I am the most beautiful a woman in the world, but yeah, like right. I guess that that's one of the first concerns that we as women or even men have in terms of relationship that he will, the other person will accept you, will keep loving you, or not, right. will be proud of being with you in public or not. And and I've I've talked to some other members, and you know relationships can be challenging. Um, sometimes it's how we view ourselves that creates that challenge because, you know, our self-esteem can bounce up and down. It can be extremely high. It can be extremely low. It can be left to right or non-existent at all. Um, and I think with other people, they have to learn how to deal with that roller coaster ride that, that could be a part of um, our self-esteem um, and our insecurities because I, I admit I – and I still have some insecurities about my vitiligo, you know, just with vitiligo, it, it's, it makes you spotted. And, you know, who wants to go to the beach and you look like a leopard out there, you know, um, or look like a cheetah or a giraffe, or, you know, with the spots here and there. But, and that's how, and I say that because I've heard those terms before. And I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, but I use camouflage now when I talk to people. They ask me about my condition. I'm like, I'm camouflage. So, you know, I see it in a different light, but it, it can make it difficult to get out there in the dating world, to want to meet people, because you always, I think, in the back of your mind, worry, what do they truly think about me? And, 
And I think a lot of it starts with what do we truly think about ourselves. Now, yeah. you yeah. also mentioned um, how it affects men, too, because a lot of times we think it doesn't affect men in the same way as it affects women. And, and you're absolutely right. It affects men and women about the same because we all love to hear words of affirmation. Everybody likes to hear that you're beautiful, you're handsome, you know, all this stuff. And I think sometimes, and not all the time, but sometimes in our community we don't always get that or we get it from a, a place where the person wants something from that. You know, they, they say those nice words just to cool you over and warm you over like, yeah, you know. But And, and also touch. Um, I don't know if touch was important to you, but I know for me, um, just just to be touched, just to feel the other person's hand on my arm or on my hand, just to know that they were present, that's always been very important. But I feel yeah, vitiligo. I, I, mm-hmm. I have to say that ahead. here, uh, being, being, yeah, being from Puerto Rico, like, it's very culturally accepted that we are very touchy persons. Like, we used to uh, hug and give kisses and touch. Like, we are very touchy. Right. So, yes, uh, we, we all want to feel, like, accepted and loved. And for me, what, what I can tell you is the most important thing when you are meeting someone, no matter if it's with in love purposes or friendship or any kind of relationship, you have to let the people know you from inside, from within you, your soul, right. you know, not your, your physical appearance, because your physical appearance can change any time. But if the people Absolutely. Uh, truly, truly know you as a human being, they will value you. Everyone can like you, but not everyone can value you. So for me, yeah. I always said that I, I, I always try to let the people know me as I am from within, whatever I am, right. know whatever I look like, okay? Because that can change. Obviously, I'm changing every day. I have more spots every day. So that's changing. <laughs> right. So the important thing, the important thing right. it is not what happened to you. We have the condition. The important right. thing is what you do with what happened to you. And if I have the opportunity to inspire others, to educate others, to support others, I am more than happy to do it. Absolutely. And, and that's important that you said that. You know, we're changing every day, not just people with vitiligo, but all of us, you know. And we have to love each other as human beings, you know, not that person with this or that person with that. No, we're all humans, you know. Um, now, we talked before about makeup and you mentioned it earlier and and I know people within the community you know and I have some good friends that they wear makeup to cover up um their vitiligo however you and I talk and you mentioned it earlier about the importance of why you wear makeup and can you elaborate on it just a little bit more and and I'll follow up yeah I think that I respect very much the people who doesn't want to wear makeup, but uh, it's not that I wear makeup every day. By the way, I never, never, never use makeup to go to work. So, <laughs> you know, right. I doesn't wear any makeup for work. I just wear makeup for activities or for going to a party. And just if 
if I, I do not have energy that day or if I not feel so tired to <laughs> start doing all the makeup or whatever, just to please it, but not to please anyone. So for me, right. that's important uh, key to to take into account that it's just if it make you, if it make you feel better. In my case, it do. So I wear the makeup. If I don't feel right. the way the makeup, then it's fine. But I respect the people who doesn't want to wear it. But uh, for me, it, it is always good to have the option for the people that are willing to wear it. Right. And, and that's important for our community to know because um, we, we have members that they love to wear makeup because they just want to wear it. And we have others that use it for a more cosmetic purpose of covering their vitiligo. And if somebody's doing that, it's okay. It's their choice, you know. Um, and yeah, I think I, we need to be, I, I was going to say, I think we need to be cautious and careful how we address others because our words and how we approach them can do more damage than help. Yeah, I think that we need to be uh, more empathetic with uh, with each other because if right. women without vitiligo also wear makeup if they want to, if there is right. an older woman without vitiligo that doesn't wear any makeup if they don't want to. So I think that it's good if we have the, that option as well. Absolutely. And uh, and I know some men um, that wear makeup to cover up. And it's okay if they do that because that's their choice. That's what they feel comfortable doing. Um, I mean, I think we have to be, as I said, we got to be very cautious on how we address others in our community who choose to do so because um, we could do more damage and in the name of trying to help somebody and how we approach them, you know, our, our words, our actions can hurt more than help. And um, I think we just have to be mindful about that. Um, now move away yeah. from makeup. Now, what is something that you would like to change about vitiligo if you have the option to change it? Well, I think that education, education, I think that we need to be more proactive in in terms of uh, let the people being aware about our condition because a lot of people think, just think that uh, it is like an aesthetic condition. They don't understand all the surrounding, you know, comorbidities or problems that we have to uh, just by having the the condition or, or psychological effects that uh, we get just by having the condition. So if I if I have in my hands the possibility to change something, I will uh, change the the way that the people see us. Uh, and the only way to to do that is to make more awareness about that. Right, and and really that's what this podcast is all about is to bring awareness, but through talking to our, our members and other people, you know, within our community and outside of it, because it's important that we realize, you know, yes, vitiligo is on the surface. It's topical. It's on our, it's on our skin. We see it, but the effects run so much deeper that people can't see, you know, you can't see somebody who's depressed. You can't see somebody who's, you know, dealing with it in an emotional way where they, they are crying behind closed doors or they don't want to be seen or 
even for some of our members, and, and some of our members that I've interviewed have been very open and honest about it, they have gone to substance abuse, drug abuse, and for some have also, you know, contemplated suicide. And it's very important that we educate ourselves to know that this condition is deeper than just what you see. It, you know, it runs deeper. So we, I feel, once again, we've got to be very careful how we, you know, address those in our community, even those that we see in pictures. Let's say Facebook. You know, people post pictures, we're smiling, we're happy, we're doing poses, we're looking great. But we don't know what's happening behind closed doors, behind those pictures. Um, I can post a picture smiling today, but I might be in a room bawling or feeling some type of way because of my condition, you know. So I, I do feel like we have to be very careful and mindful of how we approach others and how we address others within our own community. Um Yes. And the biggest thing I, is love, you know. I will have to say that, yeah, one of the positive things that I learned during this journey is that I learned how to connect more with people, to be more open to talk and listen. Because sometimes people, right. as you said, Mark, can be smiling, but they are struggling. So we need to have a, right. you know, more care and be more empathic about it. And and I admit, I was one of those people. Like, no one knew what I was going through, not my family members, not my frat brothers at the time when I was married, not the person I was married to, coworkers. Nobody knew my struggles um, until Valerie asked me to do my first podcast, and I talked about it all. And I had some friends say, well, I, I didn't know that. You know, we didn't see that in you. No, I was good at hiding it. And that's one thing that we are good at within our community is hiding or masking what we're really feeling. And I, and I think that's where we, those in leadership positions and whatnot, we have that opportunity to reach out to others, even if, if it's just to say, hello, how are you? You know, that, that lets a person know I'm here. Somebody recognizes me, you know. And that's now, who I you go ahead, Maria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I just want to say that uh, before uh, being part of the Big Friends group, which I was recently being part of it, uh, I never had any friends with Billy Lyle. So I know right. Big Friends through our host, through Mark. So being able to meet people with Billy Lyle has been a blessing to me. Uh, I have meeting a lot of beautiful people with beautiful hearts like Valerie, Alicia, Rochelle, Mark, and I have to say that I feel very grateful and that helped me like a lot. Right. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And, and you know, I'm gonna be honest. I'm new to Bit Friends myself. I didn't come on board until 2019, and I think back like, wow. I missed out on all those years of Bit Friends existing and and not knowing about the community. Because I, too, didn't know – I knew one other person as Terrell that had vitiligo. And, and I, I kind of knew Terrell from high school and college, but I didn't know anything else about the community or nothing else about – I didn't know Valerie. I didn't know Vit Friends. I didn't know Alicia. Now I'm learning and knowing all these people and talking to all these people. And I'm going to be honest. 
doing the podcast was overwhelming at first because I'm going, I'm like, wow, I'm getting all these friends requests from people from all over, and I'm like, I'm a private person. I don't know if I want to talk to all these people. However, I thank you for telling me, you know, that's my audience. You know, those are the people you're connecting with, and you know, reach out, reach back to them, and I'm doing so. So I appreciate. You know the words of confidence and and the words of encouragement to keep, you know, talking to the members that send me requests and 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 for yeah, somebody who's introverted that, to a sense. Yeah, I think that definitely you are a role model for a lot of us. Um, so yeah, thank you, thank you, mostly for all the effort and dedication that you have been having with the big trends on your community, your students. So yeah, thank you for. Like great. Yeah, I greatly appreciate it. Um, it wasn't expected. 2020, as you know, a lot of us say, 2020 was a bad year. I can't really say that. 2020 was great. Um, in in a sense of social connection, um, moving forward within the friends community, um, just seeing our community connect in ways that we didn't think possible through social media. Uh, through Zoom and all the other things we're doing, and and it just allowed me to say, you know what, we we don't have to stop interacting with each other. We just have to do it in a different way, and that's what I think 2020 showed me. And going into 2021, we're still doing things the same way that we were doing last year, but I don't think it's a bad thing because I wouldn't know anyone from Puerto Rico had it not been for vit friends, I wouldn't know anyone from Boston had it not been for vit friends, you know, or, you know, from, um, I have friends from India now and people reaching out for different countries in Africa and, and Brazil. And I'm like, wow, you know, I would never have connected with any of these people. So yeah, it has been great. Now we're going to wrap up in just a few minutes. Before we do that, I will let my listeners know I'm going to attempt to do something. I'm not bilingual. However, you asked me would I do it on the <laughs> air uh, of saying something in Spanish, and I'm going to attempt to do it. So it is single sonriendo, and that's keep smiling, correct? Yay, yay, you got okay, it. Okay, I got it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I practiced that. I <laughs> practiced you. it. I practiced it. So you're welcome. But yeah. I appreciate that because that, that's very important, Benaya, for our community and everyone, no matter what we see out here in this world, you always have to keep smiling. You know, smiles are very important. Um, anything you want to say to our community before we were any words, any positive words, anything, words of encouragement you want to say to our listeners and our community before we wrap things up? Yeah, of course. Yeah, for our Vitiligo community, I I would like to say, like, obviously, we you need to love yourself, you need to value yourself, and whatever makes yourself happy, do that. And for the non-Vitiligo community, which I appreciate as well very much, uh, I can tell you, like, if you need to ask us something, you can ask us. Don't feel worried about it, just ask us. And please support us to raise awareness about our condition and love us. And we are going to love you back with all our hearts and all our beautiful thoughts. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we end our show, I just want to uh, remind our listeners again of some of our events coming up, in particular for this month. Uh, don't forget, next Friday, January 15th at 6, is our 2020 or year review. Um, you can find that information on our Vit Friends Facebook page, um, how to register. It is a live Zoom event, so you will be seen on camera. And we talk, we have fun, we laugh, we share. And it's also broadcast on Facebook Live. So if you can join us, we'd greatly appreciate it. January 24th, I have my conversation with Joshua Hampton at 5 o'clock. Remember, that is a time change, and that will be fun. For those of you who want to know how to get involved with VitFriends, visit www.vitfriends.org. Go through the website, look at all the great things we have done in the past, look at the things we're doing now virtually. And and be honest, we have March Madness coming up. We have a lot of things planned for March. I haven't even finished planning it out yet, but it's going to be great. Um, remember our um, activities for February, so start thinking about Valentine's Day and listening in. And, you know, remember, even if you don't have, as we call a boo for Valentine's Day, you can be your own boo and love yourself. That's very important. Um <clears throat> But, yes, please please join in um, or visit BitFriends to find out more information. If you need a support group, there's a group out there. Um, if you can't find one locally, BitFriends is always here on Facebook. Um, or if you want to email me, not email me, but if you want to reach me on Facebook, uh, Mark Braxton on Facebook, um, and just send me a, a message and just say, hey, I – you know, I heard the podcast. I need some information about vitiligo, or I have it, a cousin, friend, someone. If you just need more information, you can reach me on Facebook, and I will respond, and uh, and we can go from there. But if you have any questions or comments about the show, you can email us at support at vitfriends.org. So, Manea, I thank you so very much for coming on board. I think we had a great, wonderful conversation. Yes, thank you and so much for if, the opportunity, Mark. Oh, yes, yes, anytime. And we have some um, some plans for you, too, in the future with BitFriends. So no worries. Uh, we will be contacting you again. And please stay safe. Uh, for our members that may not know that, um, what, I'm going to let you share a little bit about Puerto Rico and some of the things that are still happening there before we before we exit. Yeah, right now, uh, apart from the pandemic, yeah, we are just experiencing like earthquakes, and you know, we have been struggling a lot for the past years with the Calgary Five hurricane and earthquake. But yeah, we are very resilient. We are very open-hearted people, and we are going to be right. Absolutely. So our listeners and our Vitiligo family, just make sure you keep. Um, our members in Puerto Rico in prayer and the people of Puerto Rico, because guess what? We're all one big family. And and continue to keep everybody in prayer, you know, to get through this pandemic, to get through all the challenges that we're seeing in 2021 already, that we can get through the rest of it peacefully and enjoy life. And hopefully one day we'll get back to normal. We can see each other and hug and not worry about anyone getting sick. But I thank you all for listening in. This has been Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Take care and have a wonderful Sunday. God bless everyone. Bye-bye, Medea. Bye.